0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm going to talk to you about fasting this morning. And uh, since we're going to be going into a 21-day fast at the beginning of, well, it's it's going to start pretty soon, and um, this year. And um so we want to do that we we're doing this every year because we want to put God first. Amen. Amen. And I don't know about you but I want to set my year up um to see God move. Amen. I want to see God's blessing not just in my life but I want to see God's blessing in your lives. I want to see God's blessing in the fa- in, in our my family. I just want to see God's blessings and I, there's something about putting God first. I I love that scripture in Matthew. It it says in Matthew 633, seek first the kingdom of God and what his righteousness and what all these things will be added to you. Amen. And so I'm going to talk to you about fasting today. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I really believe that that God expects us to fast. Amen. Amen. I believe that Jesus expects us to fast. And let's let's open our Bibles to Mark 2. And let's look at uh, the scripture here in Mark 2, verse 18 through 20. And uh, this, I believe, is going to prove my point that, that, that God expects us. Well, he expects us to put him first place. Amen. And uh, he needs to be number one in our life. Amen. I'm going to say it again. God needs to be number one in our life. And I think it's. I don't want to get too ahead of my message. I think it's easy to put other things before God. Am I talking to anybody this morning? I think it's very easy to allow other things. We're going to talk about this in the body of my message today. To allow other things to come in and allow those things to become first. But God needs to be first in our lives. Amen. And so here, it says here in Mark 2, 18 through 20. It says here. The disciples of John and the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, "Why do the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast?" And Jesus said to them, "Can a friend, can friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have a bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast." In those days, so so there were some people that came to to Jesus and and they were fasting and they were you know disciplining their flesh, but their but Jesus' disciples wasn't fasting, and so Jesus was saying you know they don't need to fast because I'm with them in the flesh. I'm you know I'm at their beck and call. Glory to God. They they can see me if they have a question. They can talk to me. Uh, You know I'm my presence. I'm with them. But he said there's going to be a day that when Jesus goes back to heaven, that we're going to need to fast. And I believe this, that 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 what he was saying is that when we fast, we're disconnecting from the world and we're connecting to heaven. In other words, we're disconnecting our flesh. Amen. And we're connecting to the heavenly realm. And um, and we sense more of the presence of God. I don't know about you. But I want a closer walk with Jesus. In 2019, I want to have a closer. There's a song, just a closer walk with thee. Are you listening? Just a closer walk with thee. You know, and uh, I wish I could sing. (laughs) And and, uh, uh, I want a closer walk with God. And the closer you walk with God, the more peace you're going to walk in. The more joy you're going to walk in, the more attributes of, of God's heavenly blessings you're going. To, you believe that today, and so I want to walk close to God, and uh, and so as, as we fast, uh, I really bring. I really believe it can bring a reality of God in our lives. Amen. You know, um, in in Matthew thirteen, it talks about Jesus is talking about the sower. Sowing the word, and we're going to look at this in thirteen, eighteen to twenty-three. And I'm going to read this, and I, I, I think that as Christians, we can be in danger of backing up in our walk with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we can be in danger of 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 backsliding in God. Are, are you listening to me today? You know, it was interesting in the Book of Revelation. Uh, uh, God moved on John, the apostle John, to write the book of Revelation. And in, in the very beginning of the book of Revelation, uh, God uh, had John write some letters to some churches. And he was telling the, some of the churches that they needed to straighten up. Some of the people in the churches, they needed to straighten up. One church, he said that, that they lost their first love. And they got to get back to doing what they used to do praying and seeking the Lord and fasting. And I, I don't want to lose my first love. And one church, he's, uh, one church he was talking to, uh, they were boasting because they had some finances and they had, you know, it seemed like they had everything going on in the natural. And they said they were rich, but Jesus said they were poor, <laughs> It's interesting that he said that they thought that they had it all going on. But Jesus was saying, no, you don't have it all going on. And I think sometimes I don't know about you, but I need a wake up call every once in a while. I I, I want God to wake me up. I, I, I if I'm walking in any area of my life, that's not lining up with God. Are, are you listening to me this morning? I, I, I want God to reveal it to me. I. I don't want to walk in any darkness. I, I don't want any deception in my... anybody. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Uh, no, I want the light of God's word revealing truth to me and bringing me back on that straight and narrow path. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I think it's very easy. I think it's really easy in this day and age to get off course. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It's very easy I mean, I mean, I if we can get focused on so many different things. So here in the uh, parable of the sower, which is one of the most powerful parables in the Bible uh, in Matthew, uh, we're just going to go down. We're not going to read the whole account of it. But but in Matthew thirteen eighteen 18 to 23, Jesus is explaining uh, the, 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 the parable of the sower and the, and the soils talking about uh, four soils here of our heart. And he says here in 18, verse 23, starting in verse 18 of Matthew 13. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Uh, so we see here that the first soil uh, of the person sitting in a church service what the enemy wants to do is keep you from understanding. Amen. He wants to keep you from understanding what the word, what, what the preacher is saying. He, he wants to keep you in, uh, in a place where you don't understand the truth of God's word. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And then if you don't understand it, you can't apply it. And sometimes people that don't understand the word or the enemy will try to sow some uh, doubt and questions in people's minds about God and get, get them to, to misunderstand God and to misunderstand his word. And what happens is these people never receive anything. The Bible actually says this first soil, these people don't even get saved because they don't stay in it long enough to get some understanding. And I'm going to say this, uh, our walk in Christ, and I, I've been preaching this a lot, is a process. And we, we have to continue. You know, the Bible says continue in the word of God. So we have to continue in the word to be set free. To, to, to I'm going to say this. Hopefully you're learning. You, you, you're, you're, you have a little bit more understanding today than you did last year at this time. Hopefully that you're growing in your walk with God. Am I talking to anybody today? Hopefully we're, we're learning some things. and. And so here it says here that that first soil they didn't understand then it says then he who receives seed by the wayside by he he receives seed uh, on the stony places this is he uh, who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy yet he has no root uh, in himself but endures only for a while for when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word immediately he stumbles and I'm going to say this and and my my, my message this morning is that we need to we need to get into a place where we're walking more in the spirit than in the flesh. And I think that it's easy. You know, you can just wake up and wake up in the flesh. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, uh, you know, the Bible talks about that, that. There's two ways a Christian can walk. He can either walk in the spirit or he can walk in the flesh. You have a choice. The Bible says, choose this day who you serve. Blessing or curse. Life or death. Well, life is is the way of the Spirit. What is the way of the Spirit? The way of the Spirit is is the way of love. God is love. Amen. So everything that we're doing, if we're going to walk in the Spirit, we have to walk in the love of. Of God. And love is unselfish. Hello. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. But the other side of the flesh is more self-centered and more focused on self and selfish. And it's all about me. The false trinity, me, myself, and I. So so we need to be very careful. And and it's it's easy. I think it's easy and it's natural for us to move over into the flesh side. Are you listening to me? Why? Because we're in a flesh and bone body. What I'm what I'm talking about flesh, what I mean by that, you may not understand what I mean by that. I mean, it's our unrenewed thinking. It's the way we think. If we're not thinking in line with God's word, then we're, we're we're if we're thinking outside or not in line with his word, we're 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 in the flesh. In other words, if our thought life is contrary to what God's word says and how we should behave and how we should respond. You know, the Bible says if somebody slaps you, you turn the other cheek. But if you slap them back, you're responding in the flesh. Pastor, that's a hard saying. That's hard for me to turn the other cheek. You don't know what happened at Christmas time. You don't know. You don't know what my relatives did. You don't know how they acted. You don't know what they said. You know, I'm telling you, even Jesus himself would have had a hard time maintaining control. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Yeah, maybe. But you can walk in the spirit. See, I can walk in the spirit. And that's the spirit of love. So, so, so here it says he received in stony places. He receives immediately uh, with joy, yet he had no root in himself. And he endures only for a while. But when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Another translation or in the King James, it says um, that he gets offended. And I'm telling you, when you're walking in the flesh, you're a person that's easily Offend it. Don't throw anything at me this morning, <laughs> Amen. If you're a person that gets easily bent out of shape when somebody does something, then you are a person that has a tendency to yield to the flesh. Are you listening to me today? And so we got we got to learn that we got to be very careful that we're not allowing offense. You know, there's a lot of people out of church today because they got offended with with the church. And they're offended and they're outside the church and they're and they need to be in a in a in, in a in a house that, that can minister to them and they need to be a part of a body of believers. And there's a lot of offended people outside of the church. They need to be listening to this message this morning and they're not and they're not getting and they're not getting what God wants them to have. But this is but I don't but but you guys aren't the offended ones. But the next soil that I think that we all could fall into and that we all could back back into our, our, our soil, we could back up to this soil, is that it's, it's this soil right here. He said, now he who receives seed among the thorns, he who hears the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. And so it says here that 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 the thorn, the thorny ground or the thorny heart is the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the world. In other words, another translation says it's the love of other things that come in. And and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's so many things out here that can volley for your attention. And And it's easy for the love of other things to come in. And and what the Bible says that that we start getting our eyes on other things, we start getting our eyes on our job, or we start getting our eyes on making money, or we get our eyes on these things. But your eyes need to be on the Lord, Amen. and we can be more focused in in our business than than we are on God. And we need to be focused on God. Amen. And that and the Lord revealed that to me. You know, He revealed that to me just a couple of weeks ago. I was. Just, You know, I was thinking about finances and the Lord said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't be so focused on your finances. Be focused on the kingdom of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so and so and not just that, the enemy will try to get us focused on other things and make other things a priority in our life. But God needs to be a priority in our life. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, uh, you know, exercise is good. And I believe in exercise. And I, I, I've been exercising lately and uh, trying to get my body back in shape, back to where I used to have it. Praise the Lord. And um, and I was I uh, was talking to somebody at the grocery store about exercising. And he was a Christian. He said, well, you know, bodily exercise only profits little. And, and, and this guy wasn't a guy that worked out. And uh, and I said, yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of Christians use that as a as a lazy excuse not to take care of their bodies. No, I won't go there. But in other words, you still got to take care of your body. Even though bodily exercise may profit little, it still profits. But you don't need to put everything in body exercise. In other words, your faith doesn't have to, doesn't need, in this fast, your faith doesn't have to, doesn't need to be in the food that you eat. We're going to be doing a Daniel fast and I guess some of us, we're going to be doing a lot of different types of fasts, a Daniel fast a full fast with just water. Um, However, you feel that God is leading you to do your fast. Um, But but don't put your focus on just the vegetables. Put your focus on God. Put your faith in God. And so we need to put our faith in God. And we need to be very careful that we're not allowing other things to come in to, to take place of God in our life. And God has to be. First place in our lives, and I really think this is that I, I don't know about you, but but it says here, it says here that, it, that the good ground is he who hears the word of God, understands it, and who deep bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a hundredfold producer. How many people want to be a hundredfold producer in here? I, I just, if, if, there, if, if there's a, a quantity of blessing that, that, that you can walk in, I want the hundred percent. I want the hundredfold. I don't want just thirtyfold. I mean, how many people want the hundredfold in here? And I really believe that there's a hundredfold blessing. And in Matthew chapter six, Jesus talks about some things in Matthew chapter six. And he talks about, and I really believe there's three disciplines that uh, that that the Christian should be walking in. And and uh, he talks about in chapter six, he talks about giving and praying and fasting. Somebody say giving, giving praying, praying and fasting. And then Jesus in, in in chapter six of Matthew, he talks about what not to do when you're giving, not to. Make a big thing about your giving and tell everybody how much you're giving and how how great you are. And then he says, give in secret, and then your father in secret will reward you. And he talks about prayer and 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 not to be you know praying out loud in front of everybody so you can you sound real spiritual and and all that. But he, he he was he was saying you know you know pray in your closet and and, and God who hears in your closet will bless you. And then. Uh, and reward you. And then he talks about fasting. And these are really the three basic Christian disciplines. Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You know, you can't, can you, you, you can't argue with me that God expects us to pray. You, you, you believe that, right? I mean, there are so many scriptures in the Bible that says pray. I mean, there's every, you know, pray without ceasing. Pray without fainting. Pray with all manners of prayer. Pray, pray that you won't enter into temptation. Pray. I'm telling you, there's a lot of scriptures. And then there's a lot of scriptures about giving in the Bible. Give, you know, give out of a cheer. God loves a cheerful giver. And God will supply your needs as you give glory to God. As you sow out of a heart of thanksgiving, He will abundantly supply. And there's a lot of it's more blessed to give than to receive. And there's a lots of scriptures on giving. We're we're called to give out. The, the 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 saddest Christian out there is the, is the selfish Christian is the one that's not giving out. We're we're, we're called to flow. Uh, the blessings are called is supposed to flow from heaven through us to others. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so it's, it talks about here in, in, uh, in this, in Matthew 6, and it says, when you fast, do not be like a hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Or surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in secret place, and your father sees the secret will reward you. So the Pharisees, when they fasted, they would they would look really sad and they wanted everybody's pity. But when we're fasting, we're going to be happy. Amen. We're going to be smiling. We're going to we're, we're not we're, we're going to take a shower. Ladies, you can wear your makeup. Men, you can comb your hair. You don't have to look like you're 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 you know, you're. Half dead and say, I'm doing this is my cross to bear We're the, the church is fasting Twenty one days. I, don't, I didn't really want to do it. But the pastor's really encouraging me. And, uh, you know, I'm going without food, man. I can't eat. I can't go out with you, to, you know, because I'm, I'm really got to do this spiritual thing. No, listen, you don't want to be doing that. No, you, you want to be positive. You don't want people should even know that you're fasting. Amen. 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 People should not even they should say, man, you, 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 man, wow. You know, uh, they, they they should not even be aware of it. And when when you when you fast in secret, God will bless you. Now, this is a corporate fast, and I believe in our fast that we should be believing God for some things. I I I believe that you need to set some 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 prayer goals in your fast that so you need to believe. Baby, listen, you you, you need to believe. Number one, that our nation gets turned around. You need to believe that our city gets turned around. You need to believe that your family is going to get closer to God. You need to start believing that those that are relatives in your family, uh, the backsliders, sliders are coming back to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We I want to see family members come back into the kingdom of God. We need to be fasting and praying and seeking God. Amen. Not just for ourselves. That's, that's part of it. But we need to be fasting. You know, the Bible says, If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves. Amen. I knew this, this message would go over like a lead balloon this morning. But anyway, uh, will humble themselves and fast and pray and seek my face. Then I will hear from heaven. And I will heal their land. God wants healing in our land. Do you believe that today? God wants to heal our land. Glory to God. So you can fast for fresh direction. I don't know about you, but I always want to hear a word from God. I I, I want, you know, whatever, either God's going to reveal something about my future, about what he wants me to do, or what I'm going to be walking in, or he's going to bring me correction. Whatever he does, it's always going to be good for me. Because if he brings me correction, that's so he can bless me. Because if I get into a right place, then the blessing can drop on my life. See, a lot of times we're not seeing the blessings in our lives because there's some areas that we're missing it in. And, we, and we're not seeing that. That's called deception. See, see, there are Christians that are deceived in some areas. And, 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 and when we're deceived, we're not, that means we're not seeing it. We believe we're doing something right that may be wrong. And if we're doing, if we believe we're doing something right, it may be wrong, then, then, then we're missing some blessings from God. And so I'm going to say this that, that we need to be very careful, uh, that, that as we start seeking God in this faith fast, that we need to we'll be asking God, is there any areas in our life that we need to adjust? I know one area in my life I need to adjust my tongue. <laughs> Anybody have a negative tongue? Anybody speaks anything negative, I can't believe that, or this is really rotten, or this day is terrible, or we're never going to get past this, or, you know. I mean, anybody ever have an unruly tongue out here? I don't know. I'm still working on my tongue. I'm a pastor. I, 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 I try to speak the right things, but, but I, this tongue, the Bible says, is full of deadly poisons. With it, we curse people. And on the other side, we, with it, we bless people. On the other side, we curse people. And the Bible says it ought not be like that. I'm telling you, when we start fasting, I really believe fasting will help us get into a place where we're disconnecting our emotions. Amen. I, I, you know, I, I fast a lot as a, a, a minister and as a pastor. And I've noticed that when I'm on a long fast... That, that that problems can come my way, and it's like doesn't even bother me. <laughs> it's like I'm not even like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm not like that. It's like I'm going to have peace. Why? Because I'm I'm walking a closer walk with thee. You know, I'm walking with God, and, and, I, and, and my my trust level is high. See, the enemy's trying to work on your trust level. The enemy doesn't want you trusting God. The enemy wants you. Trusting in your own abilities, in your own power, in your own authority. No, we need to trust in God. We need to put, start putting our trust and faith in God and not lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him and what he will do. He will make the crooked places straight in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We need a trust in God. And constantly, my trust is always in God, is always being, the enemy's always trying to test my trust in God. Isn't he doing that to you? You know, trying to get you to, mm, God, it, ah, it doesn't seem like it's working. Uh, are you really with me today? Uh, you know, I know the Bible says you never leave me or forsake me, but, but you seem like a thousand miles away, you know. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But I'm glad that, you know, as we fast, it disconnects us from our emotional state because we're emotionally driven a lot of times. Yes, amen. I'm telling you uh, that the worst Christian could be the emotional Christian is the one that's looking for the high highs. You know, and he's looking for I just I, I didn't feel it in the service this morning, Pastor. I just didn't feel the spirit. Man, listen, you don't need to feel the spirit. <laughs> sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But sometimes you got to walk by faith. And just believe. Oh, you listening to what I'm saying today? Everybody's trying to look for a feeling. Always trying to look for that feeling. Amen. And listen, feelings come and go. Amen. But the word of God stays solid. Amen. And we got to go by what we believe and not just by what we feel. Somebody said to me yesterday, I was doing something. I was helping a friend move and, and, and the person came out. And I was, I was carrying something, and they said, you look like you're hurting and you're in pain. I said, no, I'm not in Jesus' name. You know, I got almost upset. Somebody was telling me I look bad. I don't look bad in Jesus' name. Now, I've been working out, and I am a little sore. But I wasn't going to admit to that. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, I'm not going to go by what it looks like. One minister, he, he was going to get ordained one day. Was, that night, he was going to get ordained, and he lifted up his garage door and he pulled his back. And his back, oh. And he said, That's it. He was a faith minister. He, he dropped down, started doing push ups, started doing jumping jacks. He did everything to, to go against that. In other words, you've got to act like the Word of God is true. You've got to act like it. Yeah. Faith is. A act. You say, what do you mean? You got to fake it till you make it? Yeah, you got to fake it Amen. until you make it. Amen. Yeah, you got you to believe God regardless. You got to get a good attitude before you have a good attitude. Okay. That's right. You got to praise the Lord when you don't feel like praising God. And then you don't feel like it, but you're lifting up those heavy Amen. hands. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. God, you know, I don't feel like praise you, Lord. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, the anointing starts dropping and you start sensing the presence of God. And all of a sudden, glory to God, you can run through a troop and leap over a wall. You can outrun the chariots. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Pretty soon, you're, you're not just going by what it looks like. You're going by what you believe. And when you fast, you're disconnecting from your sense realm and you're connecting into a higher realm. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Fasting for direction in Acts 13. This is one of one of the um, scriptures that brought me into fasting early in in my uh, time when I started pastoring a few years back. And it says that uh, in Acts 13, uh, one through three. It was talking about there were certain prophets and teachers, and they were gathered together. And um, it says, as they, it was, uh, uh, you had Paul that was there, and you had Barnabas, and you had other people that were there. And it said that uh, as they ministered to the Lord, in verse 2, and fasted, they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. So we see here in the early church, they practiced fasting. And one of the things they were together and they were fasting and they and they were and they were the Bible said they were ministering to the Lord. So they must have been worshiping. They must have been praising God and worshiping and they were ministering to the Lord. Because that's the only way I can think that you can minister to the Lord is by giving him praise. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So they were worshiping and praising God and they were fasting and the Holy Spirit came in and gave them direction. And I'm telling you, I love it when God reveals truth to me and gives me some direction or gives me something to move on. Amen. That's that. that's vision. And I'm telling you, it's going to take vision for you to walk out your faith life in this, in this life today. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You need a fresh vision. Some of us need to get close to God to get a fresh vision again. Some of our vision is kind of blurry. We're not seeing what we need to see. We need fresh vision. My preaching is better than your amen. Without the vision, people will perish. I need a fresh vision from God. I need a fresh insight from God. I need God to reveal some truth to me. I, I, I need a fresh word from God. I need some God to speak to me. Glory to God. And it says here, Paul uh, uh, fasted in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty seven. 27. He, he talks about everything that he suffered. And so, and so, suffering is in the context of fasting. Uh, hello, I mean, he, you know, Paul is saying, "Hey, you know, I was shipwrecked. You know, I was stoned. Of course, if we're not talking. You know, we were, he, he, was, he had stones thrown at him. Amen. He left for dead. Um, you know, he was bit by a snake. You know, he encountered all these problems with people, and he, and 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 so his sufferings. He's, and then then it says. <clears throat> He went without food. And then after he says he went without food, he, he said he fasted. And fasting is, 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 is different than him going without food. He, he went without food because he had no, no food to eat. That's one thing. But then he said he fasted, which means he had the opportunity to eat something, but he chose not to eat something. So when you're fasting, it's not the fact that you don't have food to eat. Or you have the ability to eat food. It's it, 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 it's your it's your it's your ability to push the food or the plate away. Why? Why do you want to do that? So you can get something spiritual. So you can believe that God can get even something physical in Jesus name. God wants to bless you uh, threefold. We're made in the image of God. We're spirit. We're soul. We're body. And fasting will, will connect and bless every part of your body. You believe that today? Yeah. It, will, it, will, it will bless your spirit. It will bless your soul, man. And it will bless your body. I was I was watching something on on um, the Internet. And this doctor was and this doctor wasn't I don't think he's a Christian, but he was talking about how fasting um, and going without food for just two or three days, how how it will cause you to do to to, um, to get more brain cells. And some of us in here might need some more brain cells. <laughs> And and, the, and he was talking about how if you have tumors when you fast, it will actually cause the tumors to leave your body. He, he, he was actually saying or it was scientifically, you know, uh, he was he was talking medical science about fasting. He was saying that it will it will, it will lower your blood pressure. It, it will, and he's saying all these positive things. I think, man, I need to show this video to my. My congregation. Amen. And, and he was talking about all these positive things. He said, even if you have cancer when you're fast, it, it will actually destroy cancer in a person's body. Wow. Miracle. God wouldn't have us do something unless it could benefit us. A lot of people say fasting is starving. No, it's not starving. If, if, if you, the Bible says once you go 40 days... Then you go into starvation. So until you go 40 days, you're not starving. Are you listening to what I'm saying? No, you just have an appetite. And really, I'm going to say this because I've I've fasted for a few days and I've went beyond five days. And when you go beyond five days, just on water, you're not hungry anymore. You don't even have an appetite. And I'm telling you, and, and I was energized and you will have energy in your fast. And what's going on technically, I, I'm just going to give you a side minute. What's going on is your body is feeding off the fat reserves. And, and now your body's running on the fat reserves. And so it's and so not running on the food that you've been eating. And some of us could use... Okay, we won't. Some of us could stand some fat reserves to be, to, 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 to be used up. Amen? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Amen. And what happens is you get into a a ketogenic um, process in your body where your body is now burning fat for fuel instead of burning sugar for fuel. And most of us are running on sugar. How many people love sugar in here? How many people love bread in here? How many people love bread? You know, bread turns into glucose, which turns into sugar. So if you love bread... Are you talking, are you here? Are you, honey buns and all that, donuts. We used to give them out. We don't do that anymore, but honey buns. And we, I went to Duck Donuts last night. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to, you know, my, 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 my little girl loves Duck Donuts. And I ate it. I felt bad. <laughs> not that, that, that I was remorseful because I was eating something that was junk in my body. That my body was just, was just not feeling good. I've been fasting lately. Can you tell? I'm getting a little tremor. But I've been fasting lately. Amen? And, and, and your body will reject those things. Amen. In other words, when you fast, it, it will remove the junk out of your cells because your cells brings in all this junk. And you need to release that. Amen. That's free. I'm not going to charge you for that today. So so anyway, Paul said that he not only did he go without food under um, ...his suffering, but he, he, he also was in, in fastings with an S. So Paul fasted a lot. I like what it says here. And uh, it says here in 1 Corinthians nine twenty four. It says, "...know ye not that, that they which run a race uh, run all, but one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain, and every man that strives to the mastery is temperate." "...self-restraint." Uh, temperate means self-restraint in all things." Now, they do it to obtain a corrupt crown, but we as an incorruptible, uh, incorruptible, uh, I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so I fight not as one to beat the air. But I keep my body, I, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by the means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So Paul is saying this, and he said it in Hebrews. He's saying that we have a race to run. And he's saying that he's running a race for God, but he but he's saying that he's going to keep his body under so that his body won't control him. It says in Hebrews 12, it says it says that when we run our race, let us, you know, let go that sin that so easily besets us and let us run our race with patience. So in other words, we there, there can be sins in our life that can hinder us from running our race. And what Paul was saying was, he was saying that I keep my body under. And what, what, what he was saying, what I really believe he was saying there was, he keeps his body under by fasting. In other words, he doesn't allow his body to control him. He, your body makes a great servant, but a terrible master. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? If your body's controlling you, and dictating to you everything that then you are considered a carnal Christian. Oh, man, I'm going there. I'm going there this morning. We're, we're, we don't want to be carnally minded. We don't want to be carnally minded. No, no. We want to do what it says in Romans 12. It's, it says in 12, 1, 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So so Paul is saying he's beseeching us by the mercy of God to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Your body, you listen, belongs to God. Amen. Amen. And we need to take care of our bodies. In Galatians 5, I love this because the two chapters... Uh, well, the two books in the New Testament that will really help you in fighting against the flesh is the book of Galatians. Amen. And the book of Romans and in Galatians five and Romans eight are the two chapters you need to start studying, because this is going to help you to walk in the spirit. And in Galatians, it talks about that. It says in Galatians 16, we're going to read this 16 through 26. It says, and I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So so what is he saying? He's he's saying that that, that we need to be led by the spirit. In Romans 8, it talks about there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit... In Christ Jesus, the law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So so Paul is saying that there's a law of sin and death, and there's a law of life in Christ Jesus. The law of sin and death is the law of the flesh. The law of life in Christ Jesus is the law of the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I want to walk in the law of life in Christ Jesus, not in the law of sin and death. And we see this in Galatians. It talks about that the, the, the law uh, of sin and death. it says now it 's it's called the works of the flesh it 's adultery, fornication, uncleanness. I knew you love this lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, reveries and, uh, and, and the like in which I tell you beforehand, just as I've told you before in the past, those who practice Such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, that's a big list there. So so I'm going to say this. There's areas we may slip and fall in some of these areas. But as long as we're repenting, turning back to God, we're not practicing it. We're renouncing it. But if you're living in it, that's a whole different story. If you're living in Fornication and, and, and or in adultery, and you're living in this, and you're not repenting, then you're under the law of sin and death, Amen. and it will catch up. See, as you see, that's what I'm talking about as a Christian. If if you if somebody claims to be a Christian and they're living like that, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you can interpret that any way you want. You, you, you can interpret that that they may not make it to heaven. Amen. They're practicing lawlessness or that they won't receive the kingdom benefits down here on earth. Peace, joy, uh, the kingdom benefits of what God has for us. So you wh- however you want to interpret it, I think it, it, that, that you could almost you, if you're living in sin and you're not repentant and you keep living in sin and God gives you a final call and you make your decision and you know it's God. Then, then and you go the flesh way, you you, you may not make it to heaven. I believe there's a final call for people. My pastor that came, came out of a backslidden state, uh, one of his favorite songs was, I have returned to the God of my childhood. And he loved Jesus when he was a kid, but he bought into a lie that serving God, that God would send him as a missionary, you know, to Africa. He didn't want to go there, so he stopped serving God and he lived for himself. And then God came to him one time when he was in his 40s and said, are you going to serve me or else? And I don't know what the or else could be, but it, but it could be hell. Amen. Boy, it's sober in this church today. Uh, are you listening to what I'm saying today? In, in other words, I, I want to make sure that I'm close to God. Amen. See, 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 listen, fasting, what, what, what the, the, the number one reason for fasting is really to humble yourself before God. And humility, you know, is is, is the is one of the greatest things we can walk in as a Christian is humility. Humility, the Bible talks about that God will lift up the humble, but he will debase the prideful. When you're in flesh, you're in pride. And pride, when you walk in pride, the Bible says if you walk in the flesh, you will die. Yes, amen. Ooh, man, it's a strong message this morning, Pastor. And so it says here, now it says here, now the works, uh, let's look at this. But the fruit of the Spirit, this is where we want to get to. The fruit of the Spirit is is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, against such there is no law. That's awesome. He's saying that if we're walking in the Spirit, we're going to be walking in... uh, uh, Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, when we're walking in those attributes, we're not under the law. We're under full grace, baby. We're under the fullness of God's grace. We're not under the law of sin and death. See, there was a guy that was sinning in the church in the book of Corinthians and he he was having a it was a sexual sin and Paul said that they needed to judge this man and kick him out of the church. And Paul said that 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 he prayed he released this man to the devil for the destruction of the man's flesh so that his soul could be saved. Think about that. That's pretty strong. In other words, put the devil on this guy. Let him get to a place where his his flesh is under destruction. And and maybe he'll come back to God and say, oh, I messed up. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But that was in 1 Corinthians. The guy turned around, repented, and came back to God. Because of the grace of God. But I'm telling you, when your flesh starts hurting, you're going to start thinking about God. And if there's any areas of your life that might be out of kilt... You want to get them in kilt if you're hurting in any way, shape or form. And sometimes that's not God's best. You know, sickness and disease is not God's best. But if if that's the only thing that can get you back to God, then it's going to, you know, God can't protect you forever, forever. His grace will only go so far. His grace of protection over your life when you're walking in sin and death will only go so far. And then the enemy will come in and then hopefully they will turn around. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah! So, so I want to walk in that. It says here. It says. uh, It says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. But he says. It says here. In the last verse, it says, "And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another." So he's saying here, he's saying that those are in Christ crucify the flesh. And how do you do that? The best way to do it is by fasting. Oh, man, it's quiet in this church today. I'm trying to get you excited about fasting. I'm trying to get you excited about that. You know, you know, listen. Listen, I want to walk in the spirit. I want to walk in the grace. I don't want to have any, any death in my life. I don't want to have any degree of death. I want all life. In my life. I want the Zoe life of God. I want to walk in. I don't want my, my flesh controlling me. I want to control it. I want to walk in the spirit of love. Peace. Joy. Man, those are the attributes we need to be walking in. Glory to God. Are you, are you awake this morning? I'm telling you, listen. I'm, gonna, I'm closing down here. But listen. When you walk in the spirit, you're walking in the highest realm of faith. And, all, and, all, and faith pleases God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Uh, Jesus uh, took his disciples up to a mountain. and It was just three of his disciples, John, James, and Peter. And he went up onto the mountain, and it's called the mount, uh, uh, a mountain of uh, uh, transfiguration. And Jesus got transfigured in front of them, and his, his, his whole raiment became white. And there were two people that showed up on top of that mountain with Jesus, Moses and Elijah. And think about this. Moses fasted 40 days. He was a fasting man. And Elijah fasted 40 days. Moses fasted and received the law. Elijah, he fasted because he was depressed. And he was dealing with, you know, Jezebel wanting to kill him. He fasted 40 days. And he came out of depression and got revived. And God gave him fresh direction for his ministry. Anybody dealing with any depression in the room, then, then fasting can crush it. Anybody dealing with a bad attitude in the room? I believe fasting can unlock that bad attitude. Glory to God. And then, then Jesus came down from the mountain. And then this guy came up to Jesus and said, your disciples could not cast out this spirit out of my boy. Can you do anything? And Jesus said, if you have faith and believe, all things are possible. And that guy says, Uh, I'm trying to believe. Help my unbelief. That's kind of like us sometimes. God, I'm trying to believe you. You're in prayer. I'm trying to believe you. Help my unbelief. Because unbelief is creeping in. And Jesus, and listen, and and Jesus cast the, he said, oh, how long do I have to be with this perverse generation? Talk about his disciples, this faithless perverse generation. Talk about his disciples. In other words, his disciples, they weren't really believing. And then he cast the spirit out of the boy and his disciples came back to him and said to Jesus, why couldn't we do that? And Jesus said, this kind comes out through prayer and feasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. In other words, some, some people say this. And I'm closing. I'm going to give you some benefits next week, so i will get you more excited. But uh, some people... Some people believe that that this kind, and and, and and they say this kind of unbelief that the that the disciples were walking in because they couldn't cast out that demon out of the boy. This kind of unbelief comes out through fair, prayer and fasting. And I, I believe that that's true because the more we're connected to God, the more faith we're going to walk in. But I really believe Jesus was talking about that dim, demonic spirit. In other words, that demonic spirit, you needed to pray and fast. In other words, you need to get to a place where you're walking in due to power. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In Isaiah 58, it says the yoke of bondage will be broken when you fast. Every yoke will be broken. Study out. We're going to to study that out through our series. But every yoke will be destroyed and broken because of fasting. Fasting can break the yokes of bondages. See, listen. Why is fasting so powerful? Because Adam and Eve ate us out of the garden (laughs) of Eden from that tree food caused a man's downfall. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You're probably thinking about a big hamburger right now. You know. But food... You know, we're always thinking about food. I'm eating breakfast and I'm thinking, what well, I'm going to eat for lunch. I'm eating lunch, well, I'm, what I'm going to eat for dinner. And then what am I going to snack on? Some of us just eat all through the day. We're grazers. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? But when you start fasting... And praying. Amen. I'm telling you. And and, and you use that time that you you spend eating. And you spend it in time with the word. And with prayer. God's going to do something awesome in your life. God's going to do something. I'm trying to close here. I remember that some lady called me one time at the church. And said can you cast out a demon. You guys probably remember this story. And I'm like I don't get calls like that too often. (laughs) Can you cast out a demon. I'm like. Oh, uh, well, you know, the Bible says we can lay hands on the sick and we can cast out demons. Uh, won't you come to church tomorrow night and we see what will happen? I got off the phone and I'm, and I'm shaking like a leaf. Oh my God, a demon possessed person's coming to our church tomorrow. <laughs> my God, what am I going to do? And I was nervous because they say, I'm coming in with a demon I, I, I need to get rid of. I'm thinking, oh my God. And I'm a new pastor. I'm just new. I just started pastoring that year. And I'm new. I'm green. I'm wet being. I said, I, I better study this out. I study yeah, out. This kind comes out through prayer. I better fast all day on Wednesday. And so I took that whole day. We had service on Wednesday. And I fasted, prayed, sought the Lord. And I prayed, read the word, played worship music all day. And I'm telling you, by about six o'clock that night, something settled in on me that, that I call aggressive peace. I never had it before. It was like a heavenly peace that I was walking in. And I'm telling you, it's better than any drug that I've ever been on in my life. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, some people take ecstasy, you know, and they, they take these drugs to try and make them feel woo. But I'm telling you, I was walking in some peace, baby. I'm telling you, it was nothing bothered me. And I, and I remember I preached. I remember the service. I preached on love on that service. And the lady came in. I wasn't sure. And the lady, a demon possessed lady came. In. I could tell by her eyes. No, I'm kidding. But um, so she came in with her daughter. And, and, and they came in and they came up for prayer. And I, I just walked up and, and I knew the lady. And I just said, Jesus, just like that. I didn't even try. Come out in the name of Jesus. Hold her down, ushers. No, I didn't, I didn't do anything like that. I just said, I just came up and I just said, Jesus. And as soon as I did that, the power got here, like BAM! Fell out on the ground. She started shaking. Uh, and, and her daughter said, What did you do to my mama? You know, I didn't even touch her. I just said, Jesus. Amen. And the power of God hit this woman. Yes. And I'll tell you, she got up a different person. Why? Because I'm telling you, there's something about fasting and prayer and seeking the Lord. Man, that peace was so awesome. Man, I just need to walk in that all the time, glory to God. I wish I could walk into it all the time. Probably would if I start fasting and praying and reading the word every day, you know, for four or five hours. Amen. Maybe I need to start doing that. That's a revelation. But anyway, uh, and so God blessed that lady, set that lady free. And I believe that there's some things that we've been dealing with in our lives. And we just keep going in a cycle and keep going and keep going back to it and keep going back to it. And we can't seem to shake it, you know, and maybe you just need a fast. Maybe you need to break the powers of the flesh off you. Maybe there's a demonic stronghold that the only way it's, you're going to be set free is that you get so serious with God that you're going to go without food so you can be set free from that thing. And God knows when we're serious and he knows when we're just playing around. And if you're willing to go without some food, you're you're telling God you're serious. You're telling Jesus you're serious. You're telling the Holy Spirit. You're telling the devils around you you're serious about getting set free. And I believe that this fast for 2019 is going to cause this church to be set free. And it's going to put the power on this church in a greater measure. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Amen. Let's pray. Let's let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning. And I just thank you, Father God, that you're moving by your spirit. And I thank you, Father God, for these precious people out here. And I know there's people out here that's dealing with issues and problems. But I know that you, your heart is for them to be free. And I thank you, Father God, as we position ourselves under your mighty hand. And through prayer and fasting, you're going to break the bondages off of each one of our lives. And perhaps you're here this morning and you know you need to get your heart right with God. There's areas in your life that you're going against the word of God and and you know you just need to get right with God. Or perhaps you're watching online and you you know that that it's time to make a change and you need Jesus in your life. I want you to pray this prayer and mean it in your heart if you're ready to move forward in God this year. Just say, dear God. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. I receive you today as my Lord and Savior, and I turn my back on sin and Satan and the world, and I turn fully to you, God. Holy Spirit, fill me with you. Fill me up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.